Broadcasting live from New York and uh, Texas. I like this lighting that you've done in the hotel room. Got the camera, got the ring light, travel joint. So when you do the ring light like this, you keep the rest of the room dark. It it works quite well. There's no sort of like, it it looks nice, the ring light. I've never used my ring light. That's the mini ring light? Yeah, that's the little shitty one that I had in my house that broke. And now the one I got in my house is bigger and better. The one I got in my house is the one Fat Joe uses when he does the Fat Joe show. You know what I mean? The Fat Joe show got so big. It's, it's the biggest. The biggest, biggest. So big. Does he even do it anymore? I don't think so. It I seems like he does it once in a while, but I love how the Fat Joe show, his camera angle is like this. He's like this on the screen where it's just like the top of his head. And no mic, so he's like this. Listen, <laughs> this the biggest, the biggest either, show. Depending on if he's in New York or Florida, there's a Hector Laveau painting or a big pun painting behind him. <laughs> oh, that's the delineation. That's what I think. I, this is me like just doing my my uh, Columbo detective skills. That's very good detective work by you. Because I'll, because I'll see him do the Fat Joe show and it'll be like big pun behind him. And then later on in the day on his Instagram, he's driving through New York City. So I'm like, okay, that must be the, the Jersey house. You're doing the same thing the criminals are doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. So, you know, I went outside the other day to that, to that French Montana party with Bobby Trent. We talked about it on the Patreon. So E. Styles, DJ E. Styles from Hot 97, showed me a video of this guy getting robbed in his G-Wagon. And the way they trapped him on the, on, uh, somewhere in the Bronx, they, they pulled up in front of him, slowed down, turned to angle the car, then they pulled up behind him and they ran out and robbed him. So I'm driving on the West Side Highway the other day, the day before I come here to Houston, and this guy pulls up next to me. He pulled, tells me, roll down your window. Yo, yo, yo. And he goes, yo, you like that car? You like that car? And I'm like, oh, fuck. It's happening. So I start looking in all my mirrors to see if somebody's like sneaking up on my door on the side. Or I lock my doors. And I go, what? What'd you say? He goes, you like that car? I go, he goes, <laughs> he goes, uh, I'm thinking. Of, I'm, I already know where I'm this thinking is going. Getting that. I'm thinking of getting one. <laughs> So I went from super uh, 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 on guard mode. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then I was like, I felt like I was being complimented. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I love this truck, bro. This truck is fire. It's, it's rugged, but it's smooth. Like MOP. MOP, baby. And then he go. And oh, then no, no, I go, they're never smooth. Sorry. Yeah. And then, and then I go, oh, he's buttering me up. And my guard goes back up. And then he goes, because then he goes, yeah, I want to get that. And I go, you ain't getting this one. And then his girl starts dying laughing, and I just drive off. Yo, by the way, <laughs> I've had an experience similar to that, where someone's really, because that is a New York thing. Someone pull up, will pull up next to you and ask you about your car just for information. I've done it 
when I wanted to get a Wrangler. I would pull up to people in Wranglers like, yo, how you like the Wrangler? But it was like after I saw that story the day before and I'm on, it's like two in the morning. You know what I mean? I accidentally brought up on the, uh, on the air this week that I got a new car, right? Uh-huh. I didn't mean to because I didn't want to make a thing about it because I just feel douchey. Everyone who's listening to Wanette, you guys sign up for hanging out with us being a couple of douchebags. Like, you, yeah. Thank you. And, and thank you, by the way. And thank you. And Patreon.com slash life, And we appreciate you. And, you know, God willing, your money not only is putting money in our pockets and thanking us, but hopefully getting Billy June out of squalor. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it, we appreciate you. And I don't feel embarrassed to talk about, like, my lifestyle stuff here. But sometimes on Hot and even on ESPN, I, I, I feel like, if I'm too revealing, I just don't want to sound like a douche because, you know, re- li- radio listeners are very regular folks. Like, I don't know who has what, right? So I'm like, I just, I, you know, it's a tough time these days. People are not doing well right now. Plus, we're about to go into a recession. Well, aren't we already in the recession? We're starting another one? I don't know. I, know, I never know. So, so I didn't want to mention that I got a new car. And so I accidentally say it. And then Ebro, being a good radio host, could tell I didn't want to. And starts pushing and being like, wait, 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 what'd you get? Wait, 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 what'd you get? What'd you get? Yeah, 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 and yeah, now, yeah. now Ebro, Shawnee, and Cass are all guessing what I got. And I eventually reveal that I got a little modest C-class Benz. Oh, look at you. They go, oh, you got a Benz. Oh, you got a Benz. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they embarrass the shit out of me, right? <laughs> I swear to God, they embarrass the shit out of me. We do the whole thing. It's really funny. They treat it like a really big deal. We get off the air. It may be 10 seconds later, Ebro goes, yo, man, we got to get you out of that C-class. Well, what are you doing in C-class? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the C class? It's small. It's, the, it's 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 the small. It's the little regular sedan. It's the it's what I had in a BMW, the three series. It's the same in Mercedes. It's I heard Mercedes really takes care of their customers, though. I don't know much about Benz's at all. I honestly, I got when he asked me the other day, I couldn't even remember which class it was. But now I know it, it's the C class, is the, the the modest one. And you, this whole story, I was reminded of because Ebro has a crazy G wagon. Do you know how much those cars cost? Like two hundred, bro. They're over two hundred thousand dollars. I looked at. I was gonna get one. I've always wanted a G wagon. I was like, oh no, I'm not ready for this. And Ebro got one right before they stopped making them for two years. Right, right, right. Ebro's made like a hundred G's on his car. Shit. Because he copped it at the exact. There was already a waiting list when he got it, and then they stopped making them. And he sold it, or he still has it. No, he still has it. But at some point, he's going to sell it and get another one, whatever. But I was thinking about it. I'm like, it's really funny because I stressed out. There was legitimate stress in me about getting a Mercedes because I felt like my parents would be so fucking judgmental about it. Because it's German? No, because the BMW was German. They didn't care. Just because in my classless family, my family, it's not that they're just like, my family's reverse snobs. They're reverse snobs. They look down on people who have nice things. Not my mom as much as my dad. So my parents have decided the things, and and when I say my parents, I really have to emphasize, my dad has decided the things that he values and looks down his nose at everything else. 
Right, but that's your values. Other people have different values. Well, and even and by the way, I would even go beyond that to say I don't even know that purchasing a car whose monthly price is $150 different than yours says a lot about values at all. It's literally just like, how do you choose to spend the money that you have? Like, it's not like my parents are giving away all their money. It's just sitting in a bank or in investments or whatever. They're not Gandhi. They're not Mother Teresa out here. They're not in Calcutta helping the people. Is it like your dad saves all his money and puts it in investments and portfolios and whatever because he's saving it and trying to make more money for his children. That's you and your good brother, Nick, right? So now he's busting his ass, saving his money, trying to make it accumulate, uh, uh, get some compound interest going so that he could take care of his family. And you're sitting there like, I'm about to get all my dad's money anyway, so I'm about to get this Benz and tell that motherfucker shut the fuck up. You think that's what it is? Like, he's looking at you like, I could be rolling around in whatever I want, because I, but I'm over here trying to save money for my son. And he's flaunting in my face. Everything that, we'll see what you're doing is you're trying to add normal logic that makes sense to something that's impossible. My dad, I've gotten into huge fights with him about people who like cars. And like want nice cars because he looks down at it so much as such a waste. I've gotten into big arguments. Now, this is the same guy who started telling people that I was making a million dollars years ago. Years ago. Started telling people, oh, yeah, yeah, Peter's making. He's, yeah, sure. And I said, I said, Dad, why? Why are you lying about how much I'm making? And what? So wait. You look down at people who have cars that you view as too much of a status symbol, but you outright just tell people how much money your kids make and lie about how much money you like, What are you even saying? You're your dad's status symbol. I am my dad's Mercedes. But you know what? I, I have to tell. When I told him, he was not a dick about it. But it's so funny. So back to how crazy I am about spending money. I think it's such a big deal that I'm getting this C-Class Benz lease, mind you. Dipperstein, my agent and friend, is with me when I test drive it. Dipperstein's 35. I've known him now since he was like 26, 27 years old. We get in the car. Dipperstein's like, oh, man, I, I, I had this car. I love this car. And I'm going, you had this car? I don't remember you having it. So that means you had it before I even knew you at 27 years old. And I'm here at 43. You're I've, driving a baby mama car. <laughs> and this is like my fourth baby mama car. I said, my, my car that I was so excited about is the kind of car French Montana would give to someone as a gift. You have the car that Shaq used to give to the side pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to not tell his Shawnee what was going on. <laughs> That's exactly right. And I made such a big deal about it. In my head. Uh, yeah, because the logo's the same on the on the lower version to the higher version. Right, so in my mind, it does feel... Have you ever had a Benz? Um, no. They do drive nice, and the service is good. I will say that. They I, yo, Jamal has a Benz, and he, swear, like, he says they won't let him get out of it. So once you get into Benz, it's hard to get out because they treat you so well... Bring it in. We'll, we'll we'll switch it out. We'll swap it out. We'll figure it out. We'll get it. You know, get you in another one. Dipperstein said the same thing. He said you show up to a 
He said, you show up to a Ben's dealer and it's like, oh, what do you want to eat? What do you want to drink? What can we blah, 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 blah. You show up to the BMW dealership. They're like, grab a fucking ticket. Good luck. We'll hopefully we'll see you when we see you. As evidenced by the fact that the, the woman who I was dealing with from BMW, I told her I was in the market for another car and I was talking to other places. The last time I texted her, she didn't reply. My Land Rover guy, Civette. He's on it. That dude. Oh, my God, bro. That guy's the best. He He's like the number one, one of the number one Land Rover, Range Rover dealers in the country. He wins like awards, yo. Ramish, New Jersey, if you want to get yourself a, a, a Land Rover, or I think they do Jaguars in there, too. Woo. By the way, last thing about expensive cars. Aren't Range Rovers dumb expensive, too? They're not cheap. So I got, I got the Land Rover Defender. And... Here's, here's, my, here's my philosophy. This is COVID times. We're thinking the world is going to end, right? So I had a discovery. A baby mama vehicle had the discovery. It was a lease. So I was like, in my mind, I was like, I don't know if we're ever going to go back to work. I don't know what's happening. I'm going to take $40,000 from my savings that I've fucking been hoarding forever like a lunatic. And just buy a Jeep Wrangler flat out. Because in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to get a cheap car, put some dope tires on it, put the lights, make it look dope. So, so because listen, there is, I hate to say this, but the business we're in, there is something about your image and what you roll up in. It's, it's just a fact. You know what I mean? See, people will treat you differently depending on what you roll up in. So, because, yo, I was looking at the, the Telluride, which is, I think, a, is it a Kia? I believe it would be called a Telluride. That truck is fire. It's either Kia or... Hyundai? It, yeah, Kia or Hyundai. One of those. Those two I keep in the same class. The, the truck is fire. I actually drove it. It's a it's Kia. It's fire. It's a Kia. But mm. I was like, I can't roll up in this. I can't. You either could roll in, up in something old and classic... Or got to be, you know, and I hate this about me. It's only with cars because that's what people see you in. So it's like, but a Wrangler is respectable. I did not know Wranglers were so much money. No, it's, it's, it's dumb. You, you think Bro, they'd be the affordable. used ones are like 5,000 less than brand new because apparently they, they don't, Wranglers don't lose value. So I'm thinking I'm going to get a Wrangler, put some extra, a little couple of extra dollars in it, make it look like kitted out so it looks like I'm you know I purposely got this as one of my vehicles this is also COVID times I wasn't making money I was nervous like blah 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 I go test out the Wrangler bro the guy has the owner of the Jeep dealership he sometimes he lets people test drive his because he got the big tires so the guy go I go listen and also I didn't want a car payment because I had to escalate for so long I had no car payments on it but I spent too much in in repairs, because it was a fucked up truck. So I go, listen, I got the money on me. I want to buy a Wrangler cash today. The guy's like, yes, sir. Got you. He goes, listen, here's what I'm going to do for you. The owner lets people drive his, test drive it. Bro, I got in that Wrangler and was like fucking shake and bake, bro. That shit was like. And you were like, I'm not doing this. Bro, it felt like I was in a tin box with just fucking rocks in it. Like, so I get, I get out of the vehicle and I'm like, my body's like shivering. I go, yo, bro, that ride was rough. He goes, no, 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 it's the tires. 
It's the tires, man. Yeah, that people use that for off-roading. It's not really for every day. Da 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 da. It looks so cool, but it's not f- smooth. I said, yo, let me test drive a regular Wrangler. Bro, I got on it, got in it, not much better. And the dashboard on the Wranglers are really high, so it's like hard to see over the it was not what I thought it was. So as I'm going to return my discovery, because it was a lease, I go, yeah, I just test drove a Wrangler. Savet goes, <laughs> He's like, why, why are you getting in that thing? He goes, get in the Defender. I go, oh, bro, I don't have Defender money. He goes, here, gives me the keys. Drive this. Come back in like 40 minutes or whatever. Smooth B. Smooth B. B, B. But it looks rugged, though. And mind you, all my life, not all my life, but my adult life, I wanted a Range Rover. I love Range Rovers. This Defender was like a Wrangler but with a Range Rover feel. That's hilarious, by the way, because you you fancied yourself. You were like, yo, Wranglers are cool. I could picture myself being cool in a Wrangler. And then yeah. you got in and realized, you're like, I'm not this kind of cool. Nah, I'm not. This is a different type of cool. This is not me. It's not me. <laughs> I want smooth. Because that discovery made me get used to luxury. So anyway, whatever. Like you were saying, though, I felt weird spending that money. But like if you get a $200,000 car, you either pay for it outright, which is insane to me. I could never do it. Could never do it. Or you're paying a monthly. But a two hundred thousand dollar car, the monthly is like twenty five hundred, two grand, twenty five hundred. I, I guess in my brain, I, I will always feel like I will always think about my first lease, an accord, of like two ninety nine a month or whatever it was. And in my brain, I go, okay, if you want to get a real basic car, three hundred a month. You want to get something pretty nice, five hundred a month. Yeah, five, seven. You want to go crazy, like you're really balling out. Yeah, seven, eight, nine hundred a month. Wow, that's a psh, two grand a month. Yo, and in New York, parking space, Manhattan insurance. Gee, it's a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't. I don't. No, my I shit just, is crazy. My shit is my payment is crazy. And I realize also how much you make. How much you make? A million? I'm not. <laughs> well, ask my dad. <laughs> Uh, my dad would t- at this point that was years ago my dad might say I'm up to two we got two jo- two million dollar jobs yeah, exactly oh speaking of <laughs> speaking of million dollar jobs Saif I, I finally got these back what do you mean back where were they hip hop Mike was holding them for me oh let me get the flex one no no definitely not you don't not. want that one of course I do you want red man I have another I have two more which one you got the Jay Z one I have flex I have red man I have method man I have Mary. And I have Puff. Wow. Puff's like, Puff's wearing overalls with no shirt under it. I'm not going to use that one. <laughs> Yo, Emilio, <laughs> if you want that one as a gift, I'll give you Puff with no shirt on. <laughs> now, in some ways, Scythe, in some ways, the Flex one's the best one. If you don't know what, if you're watching the video, he's showing them now. But if you don't know what we're talking about, this, there was a famous uh, Hot 97 campaign that was billboards, subway posters, you know, they went all over the city. What year do you think that was? Maybe 97, 98? You can figure it out. It says flex. Monday, 7 to 10. Tuesday through Thursday, 7 to midnight. Friday night, Street Jam, 10 to 2. Saturday night, Street Jam, 7 to midnight. It says that on the poster. Yeah. I'd say it's like 97. Yeah, that's 97, 98. Because the Jay-Z one, because Jay-Z got his own, but he had to be big enough to get his own poster. Because you ever saw the Biggie one? The Biggie with Junior Mafia one? 
Oh, I love yeah, that I one's who crazy. Got that one. The Biggie with Junior Mafia one's definitely obviously that one's like ninety three. No, not ninety three. Ninety four. It had to be during Get Money Biggie uh, Junior Mafia era. Why would you let all of them in it? But anyway, so those posters are all around the city, but they were also lined in the Hot 97 hallways. So like back in the day, you would walk in and you see all these subway posters throughout the hallway. And then as Hot 97 grew, changed its logo, changed its campaign, those posters just lasted. It was like a museum almost. So one day, like 10 years ago, they were doing, you might have still been there even. They were, they no, were doing, I got a bunch of shit. They were doing something. And shit was just piling up. Yeah, they were they were going all they were going all digital. They were taking all the analog equipment out. I, I said I saw those. I went, Mike, we're putting these all in the car. Let's go. Because because <laughs> otherwise, the truth and I say this truthfully, and they are safer for history and posterity's sake in the possession of people like me and you than sitting in the building. No, they would have got thrown out. They would have been in the garbage. Now these have to be cleaned. I have to frame them. I have to try to find a way to. Some of them are just dirty. Where are you it just put is them? what it They're is. They're huge. They're huge. I was I was thinking about getting them framed for the uh, new One Up Studios. I think the Flex one should be there. What do you think? That's the one, bro. The Flex one. I mean, I don't want necessarily want to look at Flex all the time, but no, no, don't worry. He'll be he'll be behind you, staring over your shoulder. <laughs> This morning, Natalie and I were driving, listening to uh, her shuffle. Natalie likes to play Spotify with just her liked songs in in, in shuffle. I, I actually have come to enjoy it, but, but then again, I'm a bitch and I come to enjoy everything that my partner likes. So, oh, yeah, you call her your partner? No, no, I'm only saying partner because I mean it could be her, but I also mean past people as well. I don't refer to her as "Hello, this is my partner." No, I can't stand that shit, bro. Partner is one of the terms I can't get with. I know. I, I still believe in wife, but she's not my wife yet. Oh, my God. I was with Juanito the other night. First of all, he hates us. Wait, why does he hate us? Because we always bash him on here. What did we say about him last time? About the case slave funeral shot? The life review. Yeah. He's like, fuck y'all. Oh, but by the way, I didn't even I didn't even actually make fun of him last week for what I wanted to make fun of him about the most over the holidays. He asked me, as as he is wont to do, and that's okay, for WWE tickets. He he very often asked me, and I I think almost always oblige. Well, he wanted to see Mysterio. I appreciate you mention, <laughs> mentioning Rey Mysterio, but he, he was oh, because he's Mexican. Is that, is, that's what I'm assuming he's Mexican. He you is. Yes. See he's Mexican American. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> Come on, I'm so, killing it. I'm killing it. I don't know anything about WWE. No, you're naming things. Razor Ramon's fake character was Puerto Rican, though. Or Cuban. Cuban, because it's fake Scarface. By the way, he was completely white in real life. That was, his name was Scott Hall. So he asked me for tickets. I oblige. I get to the suite, right? It, the suite is only going to be people I know, friends who I invited. I walk in. And a couple of friends are already there when I get there. And there's a couple and some teenager there. They say hello to me. And I look at them like they have three heads because I'm trying to figure out who is this person in my suite. By the way, let me be clear about my suite. ESPN New York has a suite. I use it occasionally for the things that they don't want at all. So like wrestling, I can get the whole suite. And so I'm the host. I'm the person from the station who's there. So it's like I, I feel responsible for the evening. 
you're treading into Karen territory. <laughs> I did not call security, but I was like, who are who are these people? And so I'm sitting there wondering who they are. And I text Juanito and I'm like, yo, bro, you are you coming to wrestling? And he goes, no, nah, I gave the tickets to my cousins. Did you text him because you thought it was those were his tickets? I thought they might be. Is that something you assume? I, I, I couldn't figure it out otherwise. So I said, hey, Juanito, are you coming? He's like, oh, I, I, yeah, no, no, my cousins are coming with their son. You know, my cousin's coming with their son, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, why didn't you tell me you weren't coming? Like, the suite is filled with all people I know. It's not, this isn't random. It was a hangout of people. It turned out totally fine. They were absolutely lovely people, of course. But, John, you're just a fucking weirdo. You tell someone, yo, I'm giving the tickets to so-and-so. Don't you agree, Sype? Did he know they were for a suite? Maybe I didn't say they were for the suite. If he didn't know they were for a suite, it's an honest you're mistake. Right. You're right. If he knew they were for a suite, then he did some grimy Mexican <laughs> shit. No, no, no. <laughs> it, 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 you're right. That, that, could be, that could be exactly it. I might have not said they were for the suite. He thinks you work for WWE and you can get tickets. In your mind, you're like, I'm going to have tickets for the suite. So it might not have been, it might have been a miscommunication. That actually might have been my fault. You're right. That, that, you're absolutely right. Because he might have just, but no, no, but hold on, but hold on. But, but we're skipping out, but we're skipping out on one pivotal part about the whole thing. The language that he used when, when asking me about the tickets this is the part that makes it like you'd assume it's him. Yes, he scammed you for some basic floor tickets. He did not know the level of scam was sweet. Because <laughs> his cousin was probably like, yo, pero Juanito hooked it up. Why are you making them Juanito sound like that? We in the sweet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yo, my cousin, yo, my primo, yo, my no, primo no. Juanito. Yeah, okay, here's it. the oh. language. Here's the language. On Christmas, I hit him up. I hit him up on Christmas. I go, you need tickets tomorrow? He said, yes, if you can swing it. If you need them for someone else, it's cool. I said, how many would you need? He said, if you can do four, that would be great. Here's the part. It would be good to keep these kids busy during break. <laughs> Again, again, who gives a fuck? What kids? Because, listen, it's Juanito. He might have thought he told you it's for his little cousins or whatever. So if he's thinking he told you that, now we're just in a realm of him assuming you know what it is, what it's for. Look, 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 look. You can't see him if you're not watching YouTube. He's going back through the messages. He's going back. (laughs) But by the way, <laughs> yo, you look like such a Karen right now. I'm looking closely, <laughs> Mr. Juanito. No, no. Yo, this is this is all about that John, ever since he fell head over heels in love with this wonderful woman, he's been in this like dad mode where he ref- he's always referring to the kids. In this case, he's now referring to these kids, and it's not even about his girl's kids. It's other people's kids. See, I've told you this before, though. When you deal with Juanito over text and Billy June, you have to not read it in your voice. You have to put their voice on in your head. So Juanito's like, yo, these, yeah, these kids, you got to take care of them. 
And then I need, and then my response should have been, which kids? Yeah. Your fake, your faux stepkids? Yeah, because that's or one thing. Or your six-year-old wait, uncle. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so when Billy texts you, you read it as, hey, hey, Shife, what time are we doing the podcast? When Billy texts me, I picture a frantic, like, I got to call you right now. But by the way, Billy's texts do feel completely frantic all the time. Everything seems like an emergency, and you don't know, and nothing's an emergency. Nothing. What's going on in hip hop? Was that your transition? I mean, we got it. We got it. Nobody. Who cares? All of this was to say we were driving around, and we were listening. I forgot to, there was a start to this. <laughs> there was. We were listening to uh, the playlist, uh, the liked songs. Yeah. And you may have heard of this little ditty. Oh, I love this. It's called Notorious Thugs yeah. by Biggie Papa yeah. featuring Bone Thugs and Harmony. And I realized I wanted to pull up the lyrics because I realized how ridiculous it is. And I think this is fucked up. And I want to know what our listeners say. I believe, by the way, look, if you look at the screen right now, if you're watching on YouTube, look, at there's a Keith Murray video there on the right. <laughs> I just and by the way, if you're not a patron and you didn't hear our two minute insane phone call with Keith Murray. You, you really missed yeah, like, out. Yo, for what it's worth, bro, pay that little money and go listen to that call. <laughs> it's only two minutes, but it's profoundly crazy. Oh, speaking of Biggie, I saw on at the airport, Lance on Rivera. Uh, when we ran into him after that, I texted with him and he said he was down to do one. Yeah, he said he was down. He said, just call him. And by the way, so Saif and I are recording this on the weekend, January 7th. Less than a week from now, Scythe. Yeah. First in-studio interview yeah. for Wanna, baby. It's going we down. Got it. We did it. Um, all right. So I started realizing how sh- shitty it is that I believe, and you tell me I'm wrong, East Coast hip-hop snobs like us know every word of Biggie's part, basically, <laughs> and then afterwards <laughs> just think it sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know what? That's fucked up. Because if we went through and, and, and checked their lyrics, they're probably saying some crazy shit. Every Brooklyn dude that loves this song or that loves Biggie, yo, Biggie murdered them with their own style. Never son. heard it. They've never heard their own style. They skipped after every time. Nah, Biggie murdered them with their own style, yo. <laughs> Which I've said that myself. Meanwhile, you hit skip every time Biggie stops rapping. <laughs> The second, the second Puffy goes, please forgive me, or whatever he says in the ad-libs, you go, Dip. you don't even hear Bone Thugs. And, and, and it's disrespectful to Biggie, who wanted Bone Thugs on the song for a reason. I remember I didn't like Bone Thugs back in the day. There's hip-hop nerds like us. Then there's hip-hop. And then there's, I don't know how to say this in a way, like, there's black hip-hop, which all hip-hop is derivative from black culture. But... Like, like there's a black Twitter, there's black hip-hop. Oh, which you mean doesn't include some of the underground shit that we like. Exactly. And there's some, there's some hip-hop and some music and some everything. Some everything that a lot of black people like that you won't understand unless you're black. Right, or it doesn't hit right? the same way. Because I remember when, when Bone Thugs first came out, and mind you, I'm a black moon Nas fucking... Uh, uh, um, 
uh, Artifacts underground backpack dude. So Bone Thugs and Harmony was retarded to me. Like, what the fuck are they saying? But if you're a black person living in America, it touched you in a certain way. And this falls under the category of how I always used to say, you know, I used to DJ for Little Wait, Kim. what? Yeah. So I always used to tell these stories of how C's put me on to so much music. So I remember being on the road with Little Kim and C's and them playing um, Bone Thugs and Harmony. And I'm like, what the fuck are you listening to? And they was really into it. And then I remember when they said, yo, Big just did a song with Bone Thugs and Harmony. I was like, ew, why? That's Biggie. And then we'll look what came out of it. So, because, yeah, the first thing I ever heard was, of course, this little ditty right here that you may be familiar with. It's the Thugger's Walker's And by the way, now I hear it and think it sounds dope. Oh, no. I'm a fan now. In, in fairness to us being snobs about this, you have to admit, the chorus is very 90s parody of rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is she talking but about? But I, I love it now. But at the time, I'm just like, really? It's just some girl singing the thuggish, ruggish bone. What is she even talking about? You're feeling a strip for the rum, step bump. Hit a bump, get a jump, get the dust. Yo, if we only knew where hip-hop was going to go, if you'd been like, yo, listen, one day, Bone Thugs is going to be fucking Rakim. You're going to be like, this is what rap sounds like. So back to the lecture at hand. Let me nerd out for one second. You got a text? Can you play that? Hold on. First of all, don't tell me what to do. Second of all, sure, I can happily do that. Let me find it. Okay, play Hold on. this. Let me see where Real I... quick on some DJ, on some DJ nerd shit. Watch it randomly to remember how much I love DJ shit. DJ shit's the best, man. First of all, I don't even know what that beat is. You know what that beat is? Uh, I think it was, wasn't that Future? Y'all better move that dope. I don't think so. Same drums, but you're right. Maybe it's not. Whoever knows what this beat is, let me know. Where else I want it? Joe Button never plays random DJs. That was really dope. All right, here we go. Let's listen to.
Let's ride, let's ride. Get high, get high. This is a lake of fire right here? I never heard that part. I don't hear that. What are these people saying? Is this in the background? Notorious. By the way, Sife, maybe it's the background, or maybe this was made by fucking idiots and we're just believing it because it's YouTube. (laughs) Is this actually somebody wrote out the lyrics of devil worshiping with Biggie and Bone Thugs? I don't hear Rock the Party anywhere. The Let's Ride, Let's Ride, Get High ad lib is fantastic, though. All right, here we go. All the dangerous. Ain't too many can bang with us. Straight up, we no angel dust. Label us notorious. Drug ass niggas that love the bus. It's strange to us. Y'all niggas be scrambling, gambling. I'm much rock with mandolins and violins. Real quick, mandolins. Aren't mandolins what you use to, like, cut vegetables or something? Well, I thought mandolins were little guitars. Oh, mandolins a little guitar? Yeah, mandolins are those little guitars, like the Godfather. Bring, 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 bring. Oh, but a mandolin slicer is a, a man. No, 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 no. Hold on. Because he said violin, so I'm thinking he's talking about mandolins, a little guitar. Yeah, there's a mandolin guitar, Saif. You're you're right. Maybe he double entendred us. We just sitting here trying to win, trying not to sin. Power of weed and lots of gin, so much smoke, need oxygen. Oh, la- hold on, pause it. High off weed and lots of gin. Right. I was today years old when I found out he said lots of gin. I thought it was high off weed and oxygen. No, no, no. You didn't think he says that because of the next line. He says so much weed need oxygen right after. So much smoke need oxygen. Suddenly counting Benjamins. I didn't even know that said oxygen. <laughs> that, you didn't know the second one was oxygen? I thought the first one was oxygen. You knew what this game would do to you. Been in this shit since 92. 92. Sure, I like this part. Oh, hold on. Pause it. Is it so-called beef with you-know-who? Yes. Oh, I always thought he said, sure caught beef with you-know-who. You did? Yeah. Sure caught beef with you-know-who. I always thought it was so-called beef. And at the time, I remember thinking how fucking cool I thought it was that he framed it that way. Like, so-called beef with you-know-who. Didn't even say it. Remember, when this came out, Tupac was already dead. When it came out, but now he recorded it. Do we know that? Yes. So you think he said you know who because he was still sort of yeah existing. he was not answering it yeah remember they were they made a, a deal not to talk about it oh yeah. so that's where the you know who comes from so I thought he said short core beef with you know who oh, I, a few oh, I thought he said stars I thought he said something about short ribs and beef short ribs and beef with like he went out <laughs> to a meal sorry uh, hold on <laughs> as we continue on. Then I blew like niggas blew like Mike shit. Not to be fucked with. But fuck better duck quick. Cause me and my dogs love the buck shit. Fuck the luck shit, strip the aim. No aspirations to take the game. 
get your game, pump your shit, grab your gap, pull your clip, squeeze your clip, hit the right one. Pass that weed, I got the light one. All them niggas, I got the fight one. All them hoes, I got the light one. Our situation is a tight one. What's gonna do? Fight or run? Seems to me that you'll take me. Throw the big nigga, that's on me. I'ma tell you like a nigga told me. Cash with everything around me. Shit, lyrically, niggas can't see me. Fuck it. Buy the coke, cook the coke, cut it. Know the bitch before you call yourself know the bitch before you caught yourself loving it. What do you say? Know the bitch? No, that's what it says here. Know the bitch before you call yourself. Here, the next line is for you. This is your line. You like a nigga told me, cash with everything around me. Shit, lyrically, niggas can't see me. Fuck it. Buy the coke, cook the coke, cut it. Know the bitch before you call yourself number this nigga with a Benz fucking it. Oh, I'm the N-word with a Benz fucking it? N-word with a Benz fucking it. Here's where all you New York people hit skip right there. I mean, listen, if I was playing this song on the radio, I would skip to the next to the, so You're to the out. next song. Yeah. But I play if I'm on a playing on the album, I'll play. If I'm playing the album in the car, I'll play it. This is Busy Bone. I gotta tell you, Sai. <laughs> I'm reading along to what he's saying, and I don't want any problems in Cleveland, and I respect Busy Bone, but I don't understand what the fuck he's talking about. It's the cadence. The cadence is sick. Like... Yes, my New York sensibility as a youngin, I agree with what you're saying. But now I'm respecting the art form so much and the artistry. But it is hard to follow along because it's like he's breaking the syllables up into different lines and shit. But even reading it, yeah, deep in my temple and not to get sentimentally steamed with my instrumentality and heated, especially for your team, and a 45 indeed. I don't, I don't, let's keep going. We will bail between the sea, destroy your dreams, you're willing to die, we'll see. Time and peace when it calls the sea, we mean mud, mold, mold, trying to be perfect. Disciples with its survival, tongue of a double and sword, triple, six rivals, pick. Oh, 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 this is, this is the beef with 3-6. Oh. This is the beef with 3-6 oh, that we weren't paying attention to at the time. What did he say? You willing to die, we'll see how many flee when I cause the scene, we mean... We mean mug, mo thugs, trying to be perfect disciples when it's survival. Tongue is a, a double-edged double sword. Triple, triple six, six rivals. rivals. Spitting fire. This the real truth, bitch, breaking out for lies. Yo, he really does have an ill flow on the song, though. It's crazy. I don't understand everything he's saying, but I underrated for a long time how sick this is. Beg my pardon to Martin, but we marching, but we ain't marching, we shooting. Ooh. Okay. Wow. I should have read this a long time ago. What'd you say? I should have read this a long time ago. Yo, I, I, honestly, I swear to God, I, this is so basic. 
But I feel like we're doing a major service to the world by saying, because I'm sure some of you have done this before. If you've never listened to Notorious Thugs while reading the lyrics, it's a fascinating experience. It's fascinating. I didn't know any of the things they were saying. <laughs> All right, here's Crazy Bone. Crazy Bone's very interesting as a rapper, by the way. Crazy Bone, he did my improv show once. He did? He told, yeah, in L.A. He did it with, um, oh, man, why, uh, I'm disrespecting. What's our man's name that, that runs with them? Steve? Oh, Steve LaBelle? Steve LaBelle, he brought him. And uh, he told a story of this, uh, how they did this song. And he told a story of, like, working with Tupac. Oh, man, fire. We should reach out to LaBelle sometime. He could help score us some great guests for one app. Oh, he got me every guest I ever had in L.A. came through Steve LaBelle for my for my improv improv show. He got me um, corrupt, be real, exhibit, crazy bone, um, a couple other people. By the way, we need exhibit for one Epsife. Yes, big time. Yes, and the licks and the licks. We've been saying that forever. The licks did um drink champs though. That's why I get upset. It's okay. Well, ours will be different. No, 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 no. I'm upset. I'm upset. Swig some wine, step on the block with the rocks, but we really be serving them dummies, see? Natalie, can you feed Bear, please? Got a buck? Okay. <laughs> what? If he come back talking like, give me back my money, thugging with killer... Yo, it's it's when you read it, you can't believe these are the words being said. Am, are we losers? Yeah. Regardless of what you're referring to. Yes. Maybe like we are really dated as hip hop snobs and the people listening right now are like, what? You didn't know the lyrics to this were fire? Like maybe we're washed. We could. But be. I don't know the lyrics to anything. So that's just what it is. Everybody knows that. And now let's be honest. So I believe Lazy Bone is last. There are a lot of people in New York right now who don't even know that there's another verse on the song. <laughs> they felt like when they really were like, oh, I'm listening to the whole thing, they still thought it right, was over here. Another. Once you heard a hook, another hook, you you're like, okay, it's done. Nah, I never heard this. <laughs> What'd you say? I never heard this. <laughs> I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh, the last line is my favorite. What'd you say? Towards the end, that's my favorite. Is it true? No. No, you do know the end. When, when it gets to the end, you're going to go, oh, yeah. Uh, his, word, his verse was short. Well, he's lazy, he's short, Scythe. In and out. Yeah, he's lazy. In and out. <laughs> That, by Scythe, that's why they call him Lazy Bone. He refused to finish. And you know what's crazy? Big never performed that, obviously, because he died before it came out. But they must perform it. Oh, yeah. 
They must rock that shit. I got to tell you. We I, never finished the Spotify story. That, we never finished the Spotify story. That was the Spotify. You were listening to And what? That you didn't know yeah, what they were saying? Yeah, it just led to me listening to that song. And Natalie was telling me how she always used to listen to this song. Like she'd hotbox the car with her friends and they'd sit and listen to Notorious Thugs constantly. And I was like, but they'd also press skip <laughs> after Biggie saw traffic. <laughs> oh, so she is a true New Yorker. Yeah, she's a true New Yorker. You know every word of Big. It's a piece of brilliance. Oh my! And you're so right. Everyone says he murdered them. You didn't even listen. You don't know, did he? <laughs> he loved Bone Thugs though. And for the record, this is going to be controversial. Biggie did a great job on that song. He killed it. He did a great job. He did not body them in terms of style. They were still way more complicated. He didn't Eminem Jay Z them. There's no Eminem Jay Z there for sure. No. First of all. I don't even know if Eminem, Eminem, Jay-Z. You got to remember, at that time in New York, there wasn't those double-time beats like that. No, not at all. So if... It felt yeah, so like yeah, it. Biggie was ahead of his time. He murdered that track. He didn't necessarily murder both no. thoughts. What I'm saying is... Everyone held their own. What I'm saying own. is, at that time, it was so crazy to hear him on that kind of record... But now, with time yes. looking back, I can say, while he was good, he still wasn't doing their style as well as they do it. No. Okay. Okay. I like what you're saying. He was not doing normal Biggie no. style, which is, in a, which is a BPM somewhere between 86 to 110. Those 64, 68 BPMs were new to the New York area and biggie was the first as far as i know to ride that tempo of beat in such a great way he wasn't doing bone thug style no and if if he was attempting to i'm just saying it wasn't in at the level that bone thugs i don't i don't take it as he was attempting to do bone thug style i i take it as he rhymed over a down tempo beat that was very unheard of at the time how insane is it that a few years ago i was hanging out uh, with friends and and we were playing random music on a Friday night, whatever. Mark Ballard, my friend who who listens to literally the most underground of rap albums, and I'll always say to him, How did you find this album? Like who told you about this? It's yeah. this is beyond your yeah. scope of hip hop that you even know this. Yeah. He'll be like, no, you know, I heard about it, blah, blah, blah. Notorious Thugs came on, and I swear to God, he looked up at this room full of you know, nerdy, mostly white, late 30s New Yorkers who are all singing every word to Notorious Thugs and says, what is this? <laughs> we were like, no, we honestly stopped. It was literally like a movie, like, <laughs> we were like, wait, you've never heard Notorious Thugs? That's crazy. Meanwhile, this guy would be like, yo, I was just listening to the Double X Posse album and... Uh, <laughs> Um, so Saif, this is a big week. We got to do a Patreon this week at some point. Oh, shit. And also on Friday, should we say who we're doing it with or just wait until it's done? Say it. Well, I'm very excited about it though, because I I'm believe- I'm upset because this guy dissed me the other night. He did? Yeah. We're talking about next week's episode with the great original heavy hitter, DJ Enough. Enough I, dissed you? I promise you we will get stories- that have never been heard before because the way we weave in and out of certain type of questions, it lends to one at moments. He dissed me. And enough hasn't been talked to nearly, wait for it, 
enough. <laughs> Wait, how did he diss you? He was asking. I was asking about his son. I didn't know his son produced that song. Yeah, his son the did Munch. the Ice Spice record. So then he was asking me about my kids, and I showed him a picture. And he looks up. He goes. <laughs> he looks up and goes, "You're somebody's father." <laughs> oh my god. Sife, that wasn't a diss. That was an absolute indictment of you as a human being. As my character. And he goes, you're somebody's father. <laughs> because, by the way, I guess Enough's kids, how old now? 18? No. He's got to be 20. 22? Oh, yeah, you're right. 22? Yeah. So Enough had kids for, had a kid yeah. for mad years while yeah. you didn't have kids. Yeah. I saw his kid grow up. I saw Angie's kid grow up. Angie's kid's super grown up. By the way, I'm so glad that Angie's little startup podcast is taking the strides that it has, you know? She was able to to, to work and claw and, and, find, and get a small interview with fucking Kim Kardashian. I, I can't believe people like this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just going to interview my friends like Gabrielle Union and Kim Kardashian. I hope people take to it. She got Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian yeah. is making the urban run because of Balenciaga. It seems like she's doing an entire like podcast run. Oh, for what? What was the other one she did? She did Gwyneth Paltrow. She did. But what is she promoting? Her skims? What, is she promoting anything in particular? Or no. No, I think she's just like a... Yeah, I think it's a Kanye separation move, like a Kanye Balenciaga. Also, yeah. um, let her me talk about those half things. Sisters are destroying her. Sorry, who did her little half sisters? Are they destroying her? Aren't, don't they? Aren't they more popular than her? Make more money? Uh, is Kylie more popular than Kim or no? What do you think, Natalie? Natalie's a fan of the Kardashians. What do you think? She's by the way, she's embarrassed. Kim is the OG. Kim's the OG. What do you think? Who, who's the most popular Kardashian? For me, I think Kim is. Kylie's just popping with the kids, you know? And obviously on social, she's going to... She's like the second most followed person yeah. or whatever. And, you know, all the kids are on social and they're more interactive. Kylie once posted me on her Instagram page. I used to be someone. All right, the second the Kardashians came up, Amelia wrote us, let's rap. I think you're right. Um, that'll do it, everyone. <laughs> we'll be back with DJ Enough. And uh, a Patreon in a couple days on patreon.com slash one ep is life. Saif, have fun in Houston, Texas. And, oh, um, shout out to all the people that came through to Houston, Texas. The two shows last night were fucking amazing. And tonight the guy called me. He's like, please stop telling people to come. We're sold out. We're oversold. It's going to be nuts. I saw a super it's sold be out. fucking dope. And then um, next week. Uh, so, OK, I'm doing Monday and Tuesday in D.C. with Mo Ammer. Wednesday, we're at, I think it's called Mr. Sandman's in Richmond, Virginia, or something Sandman. And then Saturday and Sunday, we're back at the DC Improv. Mo had to break it up because he's winning some award on Friday, or I don't know. Anyway, so we'll be in um in DC. So any one up fans in the DC area, I think it's sold out, but if you're a if you're a one upper, I will try to sneak you in. At the very least, he may not get you into the show, but by the end of the day, you will be part of his cult. And um, listen, follow us on YouTube, subscribe and, and all that shit, like our shit. But also, follow us on Instagram. Oh, yeah, that's important. Like, our Instagram is not where it should be for the amount of people that like the show. So do me a favor, 
Follow us on Instagram, and we'll see you next time, man. Peace and love. And blessings. So long.